This is episode number 709 with Alicia Silverstone. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Mark Twain said, the worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself. And Wayne Dyer said, self-worth comes from one thing, thinking that you are worthy. Today, we've got a great episode with Alicia Silverstone, who's an actress, model, environmentalist, author, businesswoman, all the things. She made her film debut in The Crush, earning the 1994 MTV Movie Award for Best Breakthrough Performance and gaining further prominence as a teen idol when she appeared at the age of 16 in the music video for Aerosmith's Crying, and then her famous role in the movie Clueless. And today we talk about her secret magic on finding your main purpose for life. Also, how she got started in her own business and how she was able to build a community. Why you need to follow your heart and truth to continue your journey of self-worth and what it was like growing up on screen and getting that much attention on screen at an early age. That and so much more. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks weeks, head to netsuite.com slash greatness, netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. 
And as always, as you're listening to this episode, make sure you take a screenshot while you're listening on your phone. Tag me on your Instagram story. Tag Alicia as well. And let us know what you enjoyed about this. Text it to a couple of friends while you're listening. And let's spread the message of greatness to everyone. Without further ado, the one, the only, Alicia Silverstone. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. We have Alicia Silverstone in the house. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. And uh, you've brought an array of products, and you're on the cover of this magazine right now. You've got books, and you've got movies and shows, and you've got a lot that you've been doing over the last 20-plus years. Since everyone knows you in Clueless, which was a big hit, and uh, you've had an incredible journey, so congrats on everything. Thank you. What's been the biggest challenge for you over the last... 20 years, would you say, since having this big hit movie and having an entire life afterwards? You have a kid, you've come up with many different programs and products. What's been the biggest challenge since that movie? I mean, I think that the challenges are more personal and things that are just that everyone struggles with in life. I think that one thing that was really big for me is when I was younger, Probably not, has nothing to do with being female, but I only know the female experience because I'm a female. Sure. But, but, I, but I kind of presume that most people have self-worth issues and struggle with that stuff. And when I was about 21 years old, I made a choice to not eat animals anymore because mm. I didn't, because I saw how we were raising them and what we were doing to them. And I just, once I saw it, I could not deny it anymore. And it broke my heart. Wow. And when I made that choice, while I was doing it for the animals, it saved me because it made me feel like I was empowered to make a choice that meant something. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like, oh, I can stand for something. Because I think being that I was young and having self-worth issues, you just, it just was very difficult to know who you are and to know how to stand up for yourself in any circumstances. Right. And I was tough and strong in business in some ways, but there were other ways that I was just a, a complete mess. And so... Finding this and being able to say, actually, I don't believe in this. This is wrong, and I'm not going to stand for it, and I'm going to make choices that align with my heart and my principles and that feel good was so empowering. Wow. And now I was able to walk around feeling lighter and happier and more free, knowing that I was I was really following my heart and my truth. And then, of course, all the health benefits were unbelievable, but, sure. but just the kind of that journey of self-worth, I think, is a, is a big one that we probably all have. And um, that really, really helped me. Now, weren't you already a big star at that time? Didn't Clueless come out? And yeah. you were doing other commercials before that. And so why did you struggle with self-worth when a lot of people were celebrating you for the things you were critic? Well, creating? I think self-worth is so complicated. And I don't think being in movies solves anything for anyone. I think it almost heightens it, right? It's just a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, and yes, it can heighten wherever you are in your life. And um, I think your upbringing and all kinds of things factor into what make you who you are. Mm and what make you deal with what you're dealing with, right? But before Clueless, I had done nine films. I mean, I had wow. started acting when I was, professionally, I suppose, when I was 14 was my first acting job in the Wonder Years. Wow. And, um, and, and how old were you in Clueless? 18. Okay. Or I think I turned 18 on set. So between then and there, I did The Crush was my first film with mm. Carrie Elways. It's a real classic. Okay. Check that one out. <laughs> Um, and I did uh, like Hideaway with Jeff Goldblum, and I did a movie with James Gandolfini in France called Le Nouveau Monde. I did as a teenager. Yeah, this is all as a wow. teenager. I did The Babysitter. Joel Schumacher produced it, and and then I did 
True Crime with Kevin Dillon. I did a ton of movies. And so by the time Clueless came around, I was sort of like a really tired little actress. <laughs> I think that there's been many challenges over the years, too personal to probably discuss here, but I know that my foundation has always been to go back to The Kind Diet, the book that I wrote, that because it was that foundation of, of standing for something that I believed in. And then also, so what happened is once I cleaned my diet up, and I, I really, because I did it for these animals, then I felt so different inside, mm. and I realized that all the gunk, like all the trash that we put in ourselves, and all of our intestines being all jammed up, and how it makes us not feel good, when you don't feel good, you don't act your best. You can't be your best self. So I ended up writing another book called The Kind Mama, and it's very much about you know how to, how to have the happiest, healthiest children, because when you feel good, when, you're, when your insides are clean and working correctly and there's nothing interfering, you feel amazing. Your energy's different. Your patience level's different. Mm. So for me, that has always been the base that I go back to because if I start going off of my, my favorite way of eating, the kind diet, too much. You feel it. Oh, you instantly feel it. You feel it in your skin. You feel it in the way you go to the bathroom. You feel it in your moods. You start to get cranky. You, you, and the second you just fix it with one meal, one meal of fixing it, and you can feel energetically how you're like, oh, I'm much happier now. Right. I mean, it really is an antidepressant, mm -hmm. the food. You know, yeah. you can really change. Or depressant. It's a depressant, yes. And so you can, it's medicine. Food is medicine. So you can really diagnose yourself, heal yourself, and maintain a really, really happy, happy, healthy lifestyle. But the thing is, is that it's really hard to know what that feels like until you clean yourself out. So most people, myself included, at 19 years old, puffy, tired, exhausted, working hard, eating crazy, not even thinking about it. eating normal, just the right. way everybody else does. Yeah. And when you until you clean it out, you really don't know what you don't know how icky you feel. You just know this is normal. How do you clean it out? Well, What's that's the process. So I wrote the kind diet to really cuz I was help I had friends who couldn't poo for 10 days. And oh my gosh. People who had like all these illnesses, I know. And so I would just help people with help, you know, like little pretend prescriptions of like sure. eat more of this, eat less of that. And so I, a lot of people said, "Well, you just write a book." And finally I did. And when I did, I was able to put it all into this one place. So the kind diet is a book about if you really want to feel your best, and look your best, and uh, really be able to make change in the world, knowing that, because when you eat, you eat three times a day, essentially, right? right? Sometimes more, sometimes less. But that's three powerful decisions you're making, not only for yourself, but you're making it for the world. Because those food, mm. so like the easiest way I like to think about it is here's this plate of food over here, and here's this plate of food over here. They're both delicious, okay? But this one over here, it's hurting the earth mm. terribly. It's hurting your body. And it's making people who can't eat in other countries who are starving to death not have food because we're not distributing our resources properly. This one over here tastes just as yummy, but it's not doing any of those things. It's good for the earth. It's good for your body. It makes you feel amazing. Then which one are you going to pick? Duh, right? It's a good one. So yeah. it's just about acquainting yourself with what those foods are. And so in my book, I go through all the foods and explain to you why these foods are really great for you and why you want to eat them. Brown rice, quinoa, vegetables, greens, you know, even having a little seaweed is so good. And I don't mean the salty one like in the package. Crispy one? yeah, those, those ones are good. Are good. I those love are good, those. Those are good potato chips, but they're not <laughs> the one I'm talking about. I love those. <laughs> so yeah, it's just about making choices that are um, 
gonna really make you feel vibrant and well and your best and allow yourself to feel your best. Because once you go through it, like so like I challenge people to just try it for a week. And I just met a guy who was gonna have to have some awful thing done to his tummy. And I gave him all this information and I just said, why don't you just give yourself a month? You have a month mm. anyway. Your surgery is scheduled for a month. Why don't you just wow. try it? And already he feels so much better and they're talking about not having to have the surgery. So these are the kinds of things that happen. And they do it in conjunction with their doctor. I'm not thinking, sure. You know, but it's just about being aware that there are these choices that you can make that will make a huge difference mm. and make you feel better. Do you feel like your self-worth increased then after you made those decisions? Oh my God. Yeah, because I was no longer being responsible. I think for a long time I was in denial. So when I was on a plane, I was eight years old and I was on an airplane with my brother and I was eating lamb and he started making the sound of lamb. Oh man. And I was horrified because it never occurred to me Mm. that the food I was eating was actually an animal, which I think is the case with a lot of kids. They don't make the connection. Why would they? No one's telling them. They're not like, hey, eat your, you know, that pet cow you have outside. Yeah, eat that. They're just, they're not really doing that. So I think that we disconnect, and in the disconnecting, we allow it, and it's acceptable. But once you're aware, I mean, that was really disturbing to me. And so then I tried to be vegetarian, but I was eight years old, and there wasn't really anyone vegetarian around me, so I just ate a lot of ice cream and eggs. That's not really healthy. And ultimately forgot, very strategically forgot about the issue because I loved meat. I loved it. I loved all the taste of it. Like I said, it was. it's not that it's not good. It's just this other stuff is just as good and happens to be really good. Better for it. Yeah. yeah. And so I, so that was the first time I, I dabbled with it. And then I, I'd say from at eight, eight. At eight. So from eight years old. Ice cream and french fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until I realized that wasn't working. And then from eight to 21, I call myself a flirt, which is in my book. It's like I was trying and I'd be tr- thinking about it. And when I'd be around other people who are vegetarian, I'd ask them questions that I'd be interested. But then if I was out with other people, I'd, my selfish mm. gene thing would come up and I'd be like, can I have a bite of that? Mm. But it wasn't until I really saw firsthand what all this suffering was. For me, that's what got me, seeing the suffering, seeing the torture. From the animals. Yeah, the animal suffering. I just couldn't. I was like, this is unbelievable that this is occurring. I cannot believe that this is allowed. How on earth? I mean, I just was horrified that everyone wasn't telling me this, and I wanted to run around screaming rape and murder to everybody if I could listen. But then I realized that wasn't helpful at all. But in that journey, it made me feel so different. It made me feel different that I was no longer standing for something that I didn't believe in. Because a lot of people say, you know, I'm really disappointed in what's happening with the earth, but they don't make any choices to actually make change. They're not standing up for something. Yes, and so that doesn't feel good. What feels good is when you actually say, no, this doesn't work and I'm gonna do something about it. That's what's empowering. That's what feels amazing. And then you can like lay in bed at night and know you've done your part, that you're doing. And believe me, I don't do everything that I can. And every, I mean, I do everything I can, but I make mistakes. And sometimes I do use a plastic bottle every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. But then I think, well, you know what? Most of the time I'm using my filtered water from my sink with my glass bottle that I reuse over and over and over again. So if 99% of the time I'm doing something the way I want to do it, then I can be okay with the time that I don't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if I just always don't, so it's not nothing is all or nothing. And that's really what the kind diet is about. It's the way I live. A huge lesson that I've learned is it's not all or nothing. I remember when I was younger and I wasn't on the kind diet and I used to try and diet. 
And that mindset. The Hollywood diet, just like. Just like whatever diet you would try to do. Starve. Just don't eat Reese's Pieces all day long. Starve, yeah. <laughs> you know, try not to get eat scores oh and Snickers gosh. bars all day long. Right? Zagnut was my candy bar. Right? So oh you would just gosh. like, and you start the day off like, I'm going to be really good. And by like the just second little... you have the bad thing, then you're like, screw it. I'm going to eat whatever I yeah. want and go crazy. That mentality is not healthy. And mm. so where I have, now that I have this real foundation, not just like not eating candy bar, I don't need that stuff. Now that I eat so clean and I feel so good, it's okay if I have a whiskey with friends one night because mm -hmm. I know where to go the next morning to feel better again right. or to, to clean it out and, and how to, it's that foundation that's so strong. And so I do think that that, that foundation is the answer to everything. Do you feel like having that foundation throughout your career has supported you with, I don't know, whether it's not getting the part or competing with other you know, female leads in, in Hollywood or whatever it may be. I'm not in the acting world, so I'm not sure exactly, but just the pressures of being in Hollywood and acting. Do you feel like having that foundation allowed you to, to have more self-worth even when you didn't get the part or you didn't get the job or whatever it may be you wanted? Did that support you? I mean, it certainly did. I, I imagine that also just that my nature of like, I wanted to be a theater actress. I was a mm. theater nerd. So I never had a desire to be in movies or to be in television. Like I didn't, I just wanted to be an actress. So being that I was a little theater nerd, my, I never had my eye on movies. Like, I didn't know about, I never wanted to be famous for God's sakes. I had no idea what that was. So when it happened to me, it didn't feel great. <laughs> I didn't understand. How did you handle all that? And not great. I mean, so that's, I really dove into how can I make this world better? That distraction of being so, I was genuinely deeply concerned about what I was seeing in the world with animals. At 19, 20, 21. Yeah. I mean, I started really working with animal organizations when I was like 16, probably. And then I continued to do that. And when, when I figured out that I could help all the people, like that, to me, this is the most efficient effect, little A-type over here. I like to be efficient. And knowing that food choices not only affects the animals, so you're, ending, you're, you're contributing to ending the suffering of creatures, not only makes all your illnesses go away and heal you and be able to really sure you up so you're protected against illnesses, but it's all, then there's the environmental issue, you know, cowspiracy, these movies that tell you, you know, that show you what's going on with our earth. And then on top of it, you look at all the kids and people who can't eat in the world because we take their food and we feed it to an animal. It's so inefficient. And then we feed that animal to rich people or subsidize it so people can afford it. But it's not the cost that it is to the world and to the, and to that creature. Like, so does that make sense? Of course. So yeah. it's knowing that instead of going to like, I used to go, if I was going to go to an environmental, like they have uh, functions to raise awareness for right. say, there were shamans in the rainforest, or you're going to go help the oceans, or you're going to go help children who have cancer. To me, all of them are wiped out with this one thing. And that is so exciting that this one thing that you choose to do, eating, affects all of them. And to me, I was like, that's a slam dunk for me. Like, why would I bother focusing on one thing over here or one thing over there when I can really get to the root of the problem yeah. and solve it from its inside out. And that's where I, that's why I just. That's a big challenge to overcome though. A lot of people love to eat meat and love yes, to eat animals. So of course. Do you feel like that's ever gonna change? 
Well, I just hope that we can seduce people into knowing, like, look, I was a food snob. I loved steak. I loved all of those things that you love to eat. When I know, like I said, there's that plate over here that has that delicious yeah. food, but there's this other plate. Like the recipes in my book are divine. I mean, mm. if I feed you, you're, everyone who eats my food is like, oh my God, this is so yummy. So you're not going to be deprived. There's no delicious deprivation, like at all. You will be, it's just satisfied, about, you yeah. will be satisfied, you will be turned on, you will be excited. And you'll feel good. And you'll feel good. And you'll know that the choices you're making are having such an impact on the earth and animals and people. And so, to me, that's the motivation. You know, at 19 years old, if you'd said to me, Alicia, if you make these choices, you know, this will be a lot healthier for you. I would have been like, I don't care. Like, I was 19. I don't care about my health. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I'll burn it off. Who cares? Like, I didn't just, like, I thought if you were telling me to be healthy, you were telling me I was fat. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me about my health. It's very defensive. <laughs> but knowing that I was making a difference in the world mm. and that I was helping creatures and not, and, and trying to end suffering and not contributing to suffering, that, like, feels so mm. good in the body and feels so good in the soul. And so that was my motivator. But as there are people who are not 19, who are, are adults, I think being healthy is something that's really important to you, to many people, and having the right information and being able to make the choices. And you don't have to do it all. You can do baby, baby, baby wow. steps and just being informed, knowing. What I love is today, it's very different today than 20 years ago when I first started doing this. Now, when I talk to people, I meet people all the time who say, well, most of the time you just meet people. I was in the security line going in the airport and this guy said, I'm vegan. And he was like so excited to meet me because he's vegan. It was just a very unsuspecting person. I would not have assumed. So that was exciting. And then, but also sometimes people say to me, I love that you're vegan. I want to be vegan too, but I'm just not there yet. But I'm trying. I know it's the way to go. And that is a big difference than 20 years ago. Because I feel like 20 years ago, people were like, like a freak. are you going to survive? Yeah. And now they know that it's not about surviving. It's like, this is the survive. This is the path of survival. You want to survive? Look at all the MMA fighters who are mm. vegan and athletes who are vegan because it gives them better performance. So we no longer, in general, not everyone, but we have dispelled the myth that it's not healthy. Right. And now people know it's healthy. They're just, can I get there? And so they're trying. And I think the more we try, if you do it two meals a day, that's a great right. thing. Yeah, one so meal just, a day. One meal a day. Just anything so you can do to make the change and move in the direction. But I think being informed is really important so you know why you're doing it and you understand what those foods are doing to your body, which I go into detail in the book. And I think also just, get, if you can, give yourself a chance to really clean it out because mm -hmm. there's nothing like the power of getting it out of you. And then when you start bringing it back in, you can feel the difference. Sure. And you're like, whoa, 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 okay, I get it. <laughs> right. Wow. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do you feel like this is one of your main missions in life is yeah. to spread that message? I do. I do. I feel like it's like the secret. So many actors are doing this, but they do it for their own reasons because it makes them look beautiful and it makes them look young and it makes them skinny and all those things which are all great, but like it feels like it, it feels like you're keeping like this amazing secret from people, which is great. You don't have to share. A lot of people just don't want to share this information. For me, I'm like, that feels so selfish. I have like this magical secret mm -hmm. that has changed my life sure. and made it so much better and changed so many people's lives that I know. And, you know, people getting off all their medications with, mm -hmm. the, with their doctors, but like all the things that they had gone and they slowly go off all the meds with their doctors. And that's like the most amazing thing to me. And yeah. and it's so empowering and exciting. So yes, it is my mission to help people wake up to this information and make the choices that they want to make. Yeah. It's no pressure and no judgment. Everybody's at different places in their lives. Yeah. But just hope, hopefully we can give them the information so that they can make the choices best for them. You know, it's funny. I hang out with a lot of vegans. I'm not vegan yet, but I hang out with a lot of vegans. And I always am like, let's just go to a vegan restaurant because... I do feel better That's when so I do great. it. And I focus on just having 80%, 90% on my plate, just vegetables. So and, good. and then a little bit of meat here and there. That's the goal, because I feel better when I do that. But I used to just only eat meat, essentially. <laughs> and just kind of be head. on a meat diet, you know? Yeah. Have you had the Impossible Burger yet? I have. Isn't it great? It's pretty Did amazing. you have it at Crossroads? I know, the, I know the guy who invented it. Tall? No, the other guy, Dave. Oh, okay. Dave, yeah, at Beyond Meat. Oh, great. Yeah. I didn't have it at Crossroads. It's another place in Santa Beyond Barbara. Beyond Meat is a different burger than the Impossible Burger. Is it? Yeah, it's the different. Impossible Burger is different? Those are two different guys. Got so it. Beyond okay. Meat is a very different yeah. burger, and that's good, too. The Impossible Burger is but amazing. But you need to yes. go try the Impossible Burger. I have done it. Okay, yeah, at Crossroads. Nice. I've been at Crossroads many times. Go and get the Impossible Burger. I had it in Santa Barbara at another place. Okay. It was amazing. Yeah. I was just there a few if weeks done, ago. Like, it was it's unbelievable. It can be unbelievable. The pretzel bun, and it was yes, like... Yes, exactly. The pretzel bun. Yeah, and so then when you taste that, you're like, I don't need the other. It tastes like a burger. Right? It's not essentially healthy for you. No, it's just it's if you're processed. trying to. It's just if you're trying to satisfy that urge. It's very processed. It's not totally. like this healthy. But nor is a burger. It's healthier, maybe. It's healthier than the burger. But there's vegans who are very unhealthy 
There's there a lot. are, but there's, there's a lot of vegans that are unhealthy. There are people they who make eat the wrong things. Tons of sugar, tons of yes. But gluten. so are so are non-vegans. Absolutely. So it's yeah. it's just a matter of like why you're doing it. Some Absolutely. people aren't doing it for health. They're doing it just for the animals. Absolutely. Or, yeah. And um, but I I love vegans. They inspire me to be better. Yeah, Woody's a really Woody Harrelson's a really good example of a and Natalie. Is he at Crossroads? He's at Crossroads. Woody is he? A, Woody Harrelson is the actor. Yeah, isn't he going to Crossroads? I mean, I there's know. always that. There's like the vegan mob. There's a million there. people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rolling Stones go to Crossroads and they're not I vegan. Love it there. They, and Johnny Depp eats there all the like. It's these crazy. are people that eat there all the time, not because they're vegan because they love how food. delicious it is and how good they feel. It's amazing food. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I was just saying he's a good example because he's an older gentleman now. Yeah. And no offense, Woody, we love you, but he's, you know what I mean? He's getting up there and he he's still so young, but the point is he just looks, he's so vibrant, he looks yeah. so well, and he's been doing it for so long, and he's a man-man. You know, he's a man's man. He's been vegan for a long time? He's been vegan for so long, and his skin is amazing. He just looks great, and he's so healthy. He's wow. a good example. Wow. What's your other main mission in life, you think? Hmm. And if you could just spread the message of eating in this way or or act, which one would you choose? Oh, that wouldn't be fair because I did do that for a while. I did for a long time choose spreading, spreading my message more than acting. And I think at some point I just sort of went, why can't I do both? And mm. how do I figure out how to be more effective? You know, I, if I put all my energy into my activism, was what I call it, then I'm not giving myself... I Just love theater. Yeah. yeah, and I so I, I started doing more plays. I did a play with David Mamet. He directed me. And I did a play with Laura Linney on Broadway. And I did a play recently at the Manhattan Theater Club. Uh, like recently, like three years ago. But... Yeah, I just want to do both now, and I think that there's room to do both and just be more selective. I will say that my other mission is my son. I really take pride in being a good parent. And He's seven, right? Is he vegan? He's totally vegan. He's Has he ever vegan. had any meat? No. He always, like the other day, someone was eating some fish and they were going to throw it away. And he, I said, Bear, do you want to try it? And he was like, his eyes got like, <laughs> like he gets like he wants to, but then I go, you can try it, baby. And he was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> he doesn't want to try it because he feels so bad about the mm. animal and he's so sensitive and wonderful and he he's chicks but he will eat a little dairy here and there as sure. as a out in the world casualty mm-hmm. but he's not he, he won't At home he doesn't yeah. Yeah, I remember we were at a pizza place for his birthday and I was letting him they have vegan pizza vegan cheese pizza and there was like you know how there's like a bo- a, a glass partition up and then underneath it like the foods kind yeah. of pouring out. Oh, yeah. So some of it was coming out and there was a salami there and Bear was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I see that. And he was like, should I try it? And I said, if you want to. And he was like, <laughs> so it's like he, he thinks he wants to and then he doesn't. So oh it's kind gosh. of cute to watch him go through his process. What's the biggest lesson he's taught you? Oh, focus and prioritizing and being present in the moment. Are you scatterbrained too much? I'm just, I want, I wish there were like eight versions of myself to do all that I want to do. I'm very passionate and excited about life and there's so much to do and I can never get it all done. And But when I met him, when I met him, when I met my son, <laughs> hey, son. when he came out of me, I, um, <laughs> I remember making a pledge to him. And mm. I talk about this in The Kind Mama. I pledged to him a way that I would want him to feel in his life, like the, my par- what my parenting would, what my commitment to him was. And that it was so important to me. I won't probably say the words right because I can't remember what I wrote. But the idea of it was that I would want him to always feel like he was heard and seen 
and that he didn't feel uncomfortable in his skin around me or anyone, that he felt so sure that he belonged in the world and that he knew himself and was free to be exactly who he is and that I would not interfere with him at all in terms of who he was and and his spirit and his energy. And that has been the way that I have raised him. And he, I did attachment parenting. He was on me all the time. He was on my boob. He was on my, in my little pouch. It's called attachment parenting. Attachment parenting. But in the Kaimama, I talk about it a lot too. But um, it's really, uh, you know, when when they've studied, there's a really wonderful book called The Continuum Concept, mm-hmm. and they study these tribes of people, <clears throat> and they watch. How, there's no psychological damage to these children. Like there's no issues with them. These doctors did all these studies. Based from parenting. From how these kids were raised, because the kids are with their parents all the time. They're on their body, the babies. The babies are on the bodies. They sleep with their mommies. They're on the baby's boob, the mommy's boobie. They have easy access. They can feel their heart. They can look at their mommy all the time. They're just right there. And the mom. Until they crawl away. Wow. And that's what they do. Like they're, and then they're fiercely independent, these babies. Really? So it's amazing. So the first year, you're like attached, and then. Yeah, but attached doesn't mean like inconvenienced, it's more beautiful, it's more bonding, it's the most delicious thing. It was the most delicious thing in the world to me, being his mommy at every turn, and especially when he was a baby. And your hands are free then. It's like, you know, doing this with the stroller, they're they're further away from you. And I'm not saying I'm anti-stroller, I'm just saying I never used one. My kid was right here. In like a little backpack thing. My ergo. I had a baby ergo, and yeah, it's like a little baby pouch. And it's really, um, they're always there. And that's how they do it in all the other countries. You know, they have their children right there. And anyway, if you were to read Continuum Concept, you'd see, like, they really track the, the uh, social development of the child and how, how independent they are and how they have no, they're, no, they're not. They're not right. attached after that. Well, they're attached like they love, but they're right. not needy or, like, my kid is so independent. My kid yeah. is more independent than any, I mean, like, it's, people are always shocked. Who aren't who don't do the same right. kind of parenting? They're like, whoa, he's just amazing at how he'll. Wow. Yeah, we went to see a concert recently, and he. I walked into the, and I don't wouldn't have taken. It was a little bit of a naughty move, but it was a girls' band, and I and my friend wanted to go, and I was like, okay. And so Bear came, and he runs right. I mean, he runs away from me up to the front of the stage, and I'm. I gotta go after him. But he's not afraid. He runs right up there. I go grab him and I'm like, okay, we should probably go back because I think it might hurt your ears. And then we are standing in the back and then he finds this stairwell and he decides to go up the stairwell and he finds the sound booth. And then I have to, I follow him. There's a rope up. So we all kind of like go under the rope, sneak underneath, <laughs> go, go up. And I, because I gotta catch my son. He's hanging out with the sound guy. Wow. And the sound guy's got him now moving and operating the no thing. Way. This is a seven-year-old, and he's just totally, he's made this whole thing. And then at one point, I go to the bathroom, and the guys try to get me out. The security says, you can't go up there. And I said, I I know, I'm so sorry, but my son is up there. So I've got to go back up there to get him. And he was like, you can't. And I said, well, you've got to come with me because I can't leave my son up there. So come with me. So I go up there to get him. And I said to Bear, we got to go because the security is asking us to leave. And the sound guy goes, he can hang here. You guys can hang here. And I said, we can? And he said to the security, I'm so, he's it's with okay. us. Yeah. And I was like, my son did that. There's nothing wow. to do with me. I was getting kicked out. <laughs> so, Amazing. So I just think that's really cool that he's so alive and awake and happy mm. to talk to anybody and make friends with everyone and not afraid and super yeah. independent and forgets I'm there. <laughs> Have you read the book Conscious Parenting? I haven't, but it's I've heard really of that. It's a really powerful one. book, yeah. yeah. Dr. Shafali, it's 
it's all about how to raise conscious kids, but it might be something to check out. But it sounds yeah. like you're doing a great job. Thanks. But that's the biggest lesson he's taught you is about focus, presence. Yes. Oh, because when, sorry, thanks for bringing it back. When he was born and when, and when I would be with him, like everything would melt away. Like when he was on my booby or when mm. I was just being with him, just taking care of him, any moment of taking care of him just felt like the most important thing wow. in the entire world. And so everything would go, all that like angst or, you know, need or whatever, or just, drive, yeah, right? we just, psh, gone. I just am happy to be right here with you. And that was pretty incredible. Did you feel like you had no desire to want to be acting then or like you were missing out on something? I still was acting. He came with me wow. when I, I mean, really early on, I don't know if this was a good choice or not, but it felt right. When I was like, Bear was about two and a half months old, we went to New York and I did a film. No way. And he would just like come on my boobie while I was in the hair and makeup trailer. Getting ready, yeah. And then I'd hand him off to his dad and I'd go to work and then I'd come back and I was just constantly coming back to feed it with him and and be with him and wow. that's how we did it and I, I was only working three days a week on that job so it worked out pretty well yeah it was like that wow mm-hmm. so I wor- I've worked with him a lot and then there was some one time I worked when I was then I worked again when I was eight months pregnant I mean eight months with he was eight months old and I was like I hadn't slept at that, at that point in for more than two or three hours at a time in eight months so then I was like I'm losing it <laughs> But then I got over that hump. That hump. That was very difficult to learn my lines. First, I was doing like a thing on Suburgatory. But then I did another movie. I did a few. I did. I continued to work consistently with him. But I just was much more selective after that. Right. And, and the projects um, you worked on, yeah. 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 But you had been doing theater after Clueless. You've been doing theater a lot more. Or were you still doing a lot of films as well? Both. Both. I've always been doing both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest challenge for you after? that when the fame started to come, how were you able to handle that and manage it? Was it overwhelming for you or did you feel like you navigated it well? I don't think I handled it well, which is why I got into all the activism. I think I just was more interested in, and I was like this as a kid too. I remember my friends thought I was really intense because, you know, I I was always sort of interested. Very passionate. Yes, passionate. Like in Hebrew school, I'm Jewish, and in Hebrew school, I remember getting to all these heated discussions with the cantor and rabbi because I was always like, why are we talking about what's in the past? Like, what are we doing about right now? There's this happening here. There's this happening here. And I didn't really know what I was talking about. I was 12. I was like 12 and under from like 8 to 12. Talk- but I knew that there was suffering in the world and that we should be handling it now and not just kind of like, woe is us about our past. Although it's important to remember the past, but also important to move forward, which many people do. It was just that particular, you know, I was just a feisty little kid. So I think that yeah, it always seemed important to me that there were deep issues and deep things to be dealt with and that whatever we could do to fix them, I wanted to be a part of that right. process. Wow. That's how I that's how these were born. I was I was so tell me about it. I was pregnant with my son and my midwife said, You need to take a prenatal vitamin. And I was being cocky. I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I'm healthy. What do I need a prenatal for? I mean, seriously. I eat, what, for folic acid? I eat folic acid all day long. I eat greens. Like, what are you talking about? She was like, but what about when you're traveling or when you just, like, have a naughty day where you just, mm. like, lose it and you eat whatever? And I said, okay, that I can buy that. So, like, an insurance policy? Fine. I'll take a prenatal for an insurance policy. And so I start looking for a vitamin to take, and I literally can't find anything that's as healthy as how I eat. Everything is loaded with either chemicals sugar. or sugar and or um, 
basically mostly chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, this is ridiculous, and I couldn't believe it. So then I started asking, really doing heavy research, like there must be something out there that is clean. Right, and, and even the cleanest that's on the market, because there are a few companies who are more responsible. They weren't certified organic, they weren't non-GMO verified. They would have food in them, hmm. but then they were wrapped in chemicals. Right. So that didn't make sense to me. Why are we taking food and wrapping it in chemicals? So I thought, I've got to create this. So I went looking for a partner, and I teamed up, and I created this line called My Kind Organics. And what makes them so special is that the first line that we did, or our round of uh, products that we did, are like these, I wish I had it for you right now, but this vitamin C spray and this B12 spray. You just spray in your tongue? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they're so delicious. Like, you can't, the kids can't stop spraying in their mouths. It's like, mm, interesting. It's, it's like crack. And there's no sugar in it. It's just pure fruits and vegetables. Natural sugar. Yes, yes, yeah. but there's no added. Nature's candy. Yes, and there's no, like, even if you look at it, it zeroes out. There's, it's like zero sugar in right, it. It's, right. um, it's not made with anything that's naughty. Then we came out with this one, which is the Collagen Builder. So that one really works for hair, for hair, skin, and nails. My hair, the people who do my hair and makeup, you know, over the years have been trying these and loving them. They really notice a difference with their skin. And then we came up with gummies. And what was so special about these gummies is there's no gelatin in them. How do you make a gummy then? We're using fruit pectin. Okay. Gelatin is nasty when you hear what it is. It's so gross. <laughs> it tastes so good, though. It, sure, it tastes fine, but it's gross. It's literally, you know what it is? It's literally the um, slaughterhouse floor, oh, all the God. like stuff that you would literally sweep up and throw away, and they pour acid on it. So you're eating like the nastiest nasty with acid. Sugar, though. That's gelatin. That's oh, gelatin. It's just gotcha. to make gelatin. Gelatin's gotcha. the binder. So we're not using that. We're using pectin. Gosh. And we and we don't use any sugar. Any gummy on the market that you were to use, um, here, try it. It's just the fruit. What kind is this? I'm going to... It gets stuck. That's the only problem. Uh-oh. So any gummy on the market... No sugar in this. There's no added sugar. It's made from organic uh-huh. peaches and apples. Which and I don't like. this one's like. really yummy, too. That's our new ones I'll tell you about. Um, I told but, you before I don't like fruit, but... Oh, no. You hate fruit. I'm trying, though. Well, then don't eat them. For you. I think they're good. Um, <laughs> no, not bad. You like this one. So the gummies, what makes them so different is they have no, like if you were to buy any of the mainstream gummy, they have two teaspoons of sugar in each serving. And I'm sorry, if I'm going to have sugar, I'd rather have a glass of wine mm. or whiskey or some amazing vegan cake that I make. Ooh. I'm not really interested in having it just be a part of my daily routine. That's a lot of sugar to put in my body. Right. So this doesn't have that. It's certified organic peaches and um apples and we even employ like the most wonderful farmers who are all organic it's really lovely it's full circle we know everything about it and then we started a what's coming out right now which i'm really excited about is our herbal line and so the herbal line that's what these are the immune these are immune boosting gummies so if you were sick you would want to be popping these um elderberry gummies or if you need a sleep remedy there's a good sleepy time one there's ashwagandha wow there's adrenals there's turmeric Turmeric tea, a really mm. yummy um, golden milk tea. Mm. I love turmeric. It's so good. And so we have it in six different variations of like what you need, if you need it for pain or if you need it for just um, inflammation or what your thing is. Where can people get all this? Um, you can get it on Amazon and you can get it at Whole Foods. My Kind Organics. Mm-hmm. And what makes these, we worked very hard to be able to create this herbal because our extraction method is so different. So anyone else who's doing turmeric right now or doing these herbals, what's a bummer is that, A, they're probably not using organic material to begin with, but let's say they are. Then they're processing it. The extraction process 
to get the curcumin and all that, th- all the good stuff out of everything, they use hexane, which is gasoline. Mm. So they're using gasoline to extract, or they're using GMO corn. So we're not using that, and it took us a long time to figure out how to do it. And we've come up with a water water solution, just water, to be able to extract. And then when we can't do that, we use organic, non-GMO verified wow. corn. So it's a very different, very thoughtful from from the root to you know the table. And when did you learn about business and putting together partnerships and developing products and? All of my business stuff has come out of a need. Again, it's my desire to fix problems. So I saw that there was this problem. I wanted to take a vitamin. I couldn't find something that was good enough for me. And then I thought, well, if I if this isn't good enough for me, like what on earth are people taking? Like, and everyone blindly takes vitamins thinking, well, this is good for you. Of course it's good for you. It's a vitamin. You never question like what is in it? I doubt people even read the labels. I mean, some people do, but most people don't read the labels of the vitamins. And if you do, it's frightening what's in there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. And so they're all made in labs. It's just like gross junk. And so I just thought this is absurd. And there was must- this the first company you created, though. Yeah. And when did this launch? I don't remember. I think it's been about four years or four years, maybe five. So did you? So it's the first company you really launched because of this need, this desire yeah. to have something better. Yeah. How did you go through those steps? Did you find a business partner? Did you? Oh, okay. So I think what had happened was the first thing I did was I created my website, thekindlife.com. Okay. And the well, thekindlife.com came, and it's so pretty right now. We just did a makeover. It's really, it really out. pretty. Yeah. But we started that so that I would have, because I wrote the book. So The Kind Diet came out, and I thought all the people who are going to read this and get excited and turned on and want more information or be able to connect with 
veteran healthy vegans and or people who are new to it and they want to ask questions. I wanted a community and it was the most sweet community. Our the people that would, you know, you go on other sites and it's like people say mean things and it's all this like trash talk and it's really nasty and like the internet can be really mean. Yeah. This was a place where people are like, hey, hi. <laughs> it's just like love. <laughs> like everyone had love. It was a total <clears throat> love fest. And I would go in there and talk to people and it was so fun. People would ask questions like, what do I do? My boyfriend, he, you know, he's doing that about food. Like, I want him to be vegan, but he's not. And then somebody would come in, usually me, and be like, just let him be. And like, eventually he'll get there, maybe. And like, show him this documentary. Like, right, right, right. have him read this book. Tell him it's important to you for your birthday. Like, whatever. Sure. Give suggestions. And then everybody's like, oh, this is what happened. And so it was this community. So we did that. And then, so it was the book the site, and then I started creating some products. I created, mm. um, so I had created other products, but they weren't my creation. Like this was all my brainchild. Sure. That was like, somebody said, will you design for me? I was making um, these handbag, these vegan handbags that were all made from hemp. I made them with hemp and soy ink, recycled wow. plastic, so they were super conscious. You were hand making these? No, or no, 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 just, just designing, yeah, yeah, yeah. designing and creating and deciding like what they would be made of so that they were super sure. conscious. Mostly designing, like yeah, making yeah. pretty. And then also doing that with, I did that for a beauty line for a moment. And uh, I think that's all the things I did. And then this was my brainchild. So I, I think just through working on those projects, I've got confidence to know that I could create something. I mean, mm. even with the Kind Diet, I was filling a need. There wasn't, I would give, a, a, I would give books away to people who needed information. And I kind of got stuck at one point thinking, I don't know what the right book is to give to that person and that person. And I wanted a book that I could give mm, to all of everyone, them. Yeah. And especially to this sort of, this mainstream, I wanted a book that I could give to someone that would make them inspired and excited and feel like they were talking to their girlfriend and feel, or their guy, or a friend, and feel like easy to read so their head didn't hurt, but give them all the information they needed from the best resources possible from Harvard studies and from doctors and scientists, but in a really palatable way and also in a really beautiful way so that the information was, the, the book has beautiful photography in it and that the food is really decadent and exciting and interesting and so that no one can say, ah, vegan food's gross, you know, that it would be delicious, sure. amazing food. Sure. So like a book for foodies, but also for people who want to learn and grow and change. And so that's why it was all coming. These you got the ideas. confidence from all that, yeah. Yeah, because I saw how well, I saw how successful when I did The Kind Mama, the next book, that took me years. It was so hard and it's so, such a labor of love, my God. But I'm so proud of the book and it helps women get pregnant. It's like boosts your fertility, gives you a smooth pregnancy. But I remember when I was doing that book, I thought, what am I going to talk about prenatals? I need to talk about prenatals and I don't have one I can tell anybody to take. And so I was in a stuck situation where I already did, you know. But by the time I released the book, the, the vitamins were, like, coming. So I was sure. able to say there will be something coming. <laughs> but um, Did you find a business partner or did you just kind of start going down manufacturers or how did you do it? I went to, I mean, I'm lucky in that I had a licensing agent because I had already done those licensing deals with um, the other companies I told you about, EcoTools right. and GSPD. And so I said to my licensing agent, I want to create a vitamin and I need a partner. Wow. Who do you think would be the best person for me to partner up with? And she started investigating and then set up a meeting with me in Garden of Life. And I told them my ideas. They told me what they thought of it and they were excited. And it was really a great, a great partnership because they they were just as excited about the idea 
as I was. And so we really found a good partnership. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple final questions, if that's okay. Yeah. This is a question I ask everyone at the end of an interview. It's called The Three Truths. Okay. And I feel like you've had a pretty interesting life. You've lived many lives mm-hmm. and experienced a lot of different things. And The Three Truths is about the things that you would say on the last day. So imagine it's your last day many years from now and you've achieved and done everything you want to do. You've had the happiest life. You've lived the life you want. You've written books, you've created products, you've done the movies, you've done everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's all happened, but for whatever reason, you've got to take it all with you, so nothing stays behind. But you get a piece of paper and a pen to write down three things you know to be true mm-hmm. about everything you've learned. Going, I, I like it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The three, they're so good, you just gotta pop so them in. This is the, the three lessons that you would share behind. If people don't have any other of your work, they couldn't read stuff that you've written before, and this is all they would have to be remembered by you in the physical form, what would you say are your three lessons or truths that you would share with people? I think the first one is for sure to trust your instincts. And really, that's such an easier thing said than done, but to really harvest, cultivate a connection with your heart and your being, which really helps by doing the kind diet so that you can feel it and know it and hear it. Because you can really feel your body when you feel good. And and then cultivating the faith that you know what's best at all times. And to just be able to ask yourself. So I have sort of like, I don't know if you know about muscle testing. Mm. I kind of do that with my heart. So I can go in. And, and it's hard to believe sometimes. Because sometimes it, it tells you something that you just didn't think would be the answer. But it's sort of like going inside... And it's what I want my son to have. And he does. I mean, he fiercely has it on his own. Like, he just does not, he knows exactly what he wants. He knows exactly what he thinks. I ran by a movie that I've been asked to do, and I was telling him all the reasons why it would be a good idea. And then he goes, well, what's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Good point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good point, baby. Like, and... This is a little seven-year-old. Like I try not to talk about it too complicated things, but he's so clever in that way. And anyway, that just I didn't have that ability to trust myself for a very long time. And it's so powerful when you can and when you just go inside and ask yourself what you need and want and be able to act upon that, I think is like the most incredible thing. And I don't know if we teach each other how to do that. I think I think parents often knock the sense out of immediately with the nose and don't do this and you need to be like that and trying to like carve their children to be instead of allowing them to just be mm. who they are and cultivate trust and the the trust that I have in my son because he's so he he trusts his own instincts and he's right. I mean he led us into this place in New York. We were walking down the street and he was like, "Let's go in here, mommy." And I was with my friends, and we were all out on the street. And I was like, okay, but I would never have walked into this place. We walk in, great music playing. We all start dancing. We have a full dance party in the in the cafe. It's like 9 o'clock at night. And it turns out it's a vegan joint. Mm. We, none of us even realized it was wow. this amazing vegan joint. So He had the instincts. He just had the instincts. So he's always like, trust my instincts, mommy. That's but anyway, so trusting your instincts and really listening to, knowing that you have the answers and being able to be your own mommy, like mommy, if you didn't have a mommy that was the best mommy or the best parenting, you to, and even if you did, that kind of ability to 
parent yourself and love yourself and care for yourself in that way. Right. And then definitely the kind diet, because being on a plant-based diet is the secret to all, like being healthy, feeling great, and living long, healthy life without all the pain. And I just posted something on my site about Bart. He's 81 years old and he has no medication. He's never needed any. And he's so healthy and he's so young and vibrant. He's like, he, he owns the Candle Cafes in New York, these amazing restaurants. And... Um, the Candle Cafe, Candle 79. Candle 79 is a good place. Isn't it great? Right. See? On 79th Street? Yeah, or, yeah. Lexington and 79th. Yeah, it's so good. you know. They, um, they have the state All my vegan friends take me to all the restaurants. So Yeah. yeah. So he's... They have amazing chocolate, like... Yes, the chocolate peanut butter mousse oh thing. Oh, my gosh. Pie. It's just uh, just divine. And he, anyway, he's like this 81-year-old, young, vibrant guy. Yeah. And you know other 81-year-olds who, A, don't even make it to 81, and the ones who are, are sometimes it's a little crunky. Yeah. So he's not. He's like a good example of it. And I guess those are my... So three? I guess yeah. those are my three. What's there... I mean, you're speaking into uh, intuition, trusting your intuition. Was there something in the last... in your life where you... Had you listened to yourself sooner, you know you could have made a different decision. Oh, yes. Or you held on to something too long where you're like, oh, my intuition oh. was telling me this, but I just kept doing it for 5, 10, 20 years. Yes. What are some of those things? I can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many. I mean, not so really? many, but there's some big ones where yeah. it's just like if you just had the – if I had had the ability to just – take care of myself like in that way and go like, what do you want? Mm. Like, not be in your head about it because you can analyze things to death and go around and around in circles and it's all fear. But if you just go, what do, what do I want? Do I want to go do this movie in the Hamptons right now? Yes. <laughs> you know? And not have to go through all the like, why and the pros and the cons and the did, 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 like all that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And Absolutely. So, yes, that's a funny, simple example, but... Um, how do we cultivate that more, our intuition? Uh, and how do we... When we know we've... Say we're in a situation for a few years, mm-hmm. and we know we're supposed to get out of it, mm-hmm. but we're all so bought into it. We've already invested so much time and energy oh, no. into this project or this person or this person. life. It's or, the people. <laughs> it's the people. Uh-huh. How do we trust and, and eliminate that or remove ourselves from that without... I mean, the hard- how do we know that's what we really want? I know. I don't have the answer of like, all I know is how it's not easy because sometimes those decisions are, you're just not ready to make them. Sometimes you still have to get, you're still gathering information. Mm-hmm. I'm more talking about the ones where like, I really, like if somebody could just smacked me <laughs> and just said like, enough, just get out. Like that would have been ideal long time ago. I'm not talking about my my partner, but a long time ago, I think I spent so much time like itching. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Well, if you're itching and it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Don't do it. But I didn't have that. I didn't know this wisdom yet. So it wasn't until I met someone doing breath work. I was oh, doing some breath, breath work. Breath work is key. And she really had me start to understand some deep stuff about myself that I was not aware of. Feelings of the deep stuff and mixed with my diet making me so clean that I could receive it. Mm-hmm. So it was diet mixed with, uh, and then that opened my heart and my spirit and then working with the breath work and then that cultivated self-worth and the understanding of like, I've got to figure this out enough. And it was soon after doing breath work that I 
was able to release this, start making changes that needed to happen. But, but I think that the diet, possibly breath work, definitely if you don't have a great therapist, <laughs> a great therapist is a, a wonderful thing and they're hard to come by and so you have to really keep meeting them until you find the right one. But I think all of those things can be really, really helpful. Yeah, supporting. That's great. And if you don't have that, then you have like, you know, some kind of group that you go to or, or you have a friend, an amazing friend. Like lately, I feel so blessed with my friends because these three women in my life mm. are just like amazing. Wow. And I'm so lucky that I get to talk to them about everything. And they're so smart and so loving and it's really good. That's great. Well, I want to acknowledge you, Alicia, for using your wisdom for good. You know, you're creating conscious products, conscious books, you know, doing the projects that you love, the activism to give back. I think it's really powerful that you're using your platform in a positive way to help people. And for me, that's that's incredible. Thank and that's you. that's a that's someone who's a great individual. So I acknowledge you for all the good that you're doing in the world. Thank you. My final question for you, before we ask the final question, what's the website and where are you on social media and how can we connect with you online or follow the, the things you're working on? Thekindlife.com. I have Instagram, Alicia Silve. It's like the, whatever, the checked one. Yep. And, Silve? Uh, I think it's Silve. I don't think okay. we can get the whole thing. And I neglected to mention that I actually am an actress as well. <laughs> and that I have all <laughs> these. You're working on uh, a few shows well, right now. Yeah, my show, right? my show just had its finale, but you can watch all of the episodes. You can on, binge it. You can binge watch it, American Woman. And it's uh, a really good show about the 70s. It takes place in the 70s. It's like amazing hair, makeup, wardrobe, music. It's really good. And it's about women's liberation, women like empowering wow. themselves and growing and struggling and all the current things that we're talking about in the last year are really reflected in wow. the show. And because it's amazing to see how women, how far we've come and how far we need to go. But like, Absolutely. you know, my character can't get a loan on a home, a bank loan, because she doesn't have a man. It's like that, crazy. we don't think about that. This is 1975, it's crazy. So anyway, that, and I did a bunch of movies, like Yorgos Lanthimos' movie um, and The Killing of Sacred Deer, and I'm just working a bunch. So Doing lots of, of fun things. projects that I've been working on, but American Woman I'm super proud of. Amazing. And yeah, I think you can find me on Twitter and all the things. What else all is the there? Things. Facebook. You spend time on Instagram personally or no? I do things for my work and for my activism, sure. and that's really it. I mean, cool. but my lifestyle, that might mean me picking, I just picked the most amazing tomato off of my vine at home and because I grow some food and I love it. So sometimes it's just silly things like that, like sure. this amazing tomato that I get so excited about, but it's also all the all the film projects and yeah, all the the late I was just on Jimmy Fallon and uh-huh. I saw that it was good you did and yeah. Colbert and that kind of stuff so yeah. I just post all that stuff that's cool we can follow you there yeah very cool well the final question for you is what is your definition of greatness mm. the way it comes to my mind is my son <laughs> just that free spirit and being so in your body mm. and not afraid of anything and not, like there's no walls up. It's all just like, that's pretty great. But I also think it's great when people make good in the world, mm. like really do stand up for what they believe in and fight for things. I mean, there's so many inspiring people out there doing wonderful things, Jane Goodall and yeah. A million Jane, there's so many Jane Goodalls everywhere, you know, all the people, all the activists that I get to work with and 
I was just in Washington speaking in Capitol Hill mm. and recently in Sacramento lobbying for bills to get passed. And I love going and speaking with politicians who are on the other side than me and listening to them and understanding why they choose to do what they do and trying to talk to them about why this bill is important to pass. And it's such an interesting thing to do. So I think there's greatness in all the people who are lobbying and trying to, not the regular lobbyists who are lobbying for like oil. That's not so great. But I mean like fighting to end. To make a difference. To make a difference. And there's so many people doing that. So I don't know, there's a lot of greatness out there. I hope that answers that. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate it. Thanks (laughs) for being on. Thanks, Lucia. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to check out the full show notes, lewishouse.com slash 709, where you can watch the full video interview, check out all the information about what Alicia is up to with her business and her books and all of her projects back there. Connect with her on social media. And as always, make sure to share this with your friends. You can post it on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. Tag me at Lewis Howes and let me know what you thought about this episode. Again, lewishouse.com slash 709. And I want you to remember these quotes that we talked about in the beginning. Again, Mark Twain said that the worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself. If you're not comfortable with yourself right now, it's time to get there. It's time to start creating some goals for the life that you want to start living. And it's time to start taking action on those goals so you can lean into that person that you want to be and become more comfortable with the person that you're becoming proud of from the actions you're taking every single day. And Wayne Dyer said, self-worth comes from one thing, and that's thinking that you are worthy. No matter where you're at in your life, there are things you can do today to increase your worthiness. Be your word, be an integrity, work hard, do what you're going to say you're going to do and make other people smile. I love you so very much. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.